0: What we were saying before um, on other episodes that I've done is um, what I like to try and do is just um, talk about things that inspired you when you're growing up, mainly obviously Mm. music and stuff like that. So just like when you're growing up, what kind of music was inspiring to you or what did you kind of think was, what was your go-to's when you were a kid that you can remember?
1: Yeah, I remember, so when I was a kid, um, obviously you'll know this as well, but like, obviously it was all cassette in it, so I remember my mom mom would like make me a little cassette. Well, no, to be fair, it wasn't even cassette, it was vinyl. So the first ever album I had, I think, what album had uh, Bad? Whatever album that was, the Michael Jackson one, that was the first album. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, and I had it on vinyl. Um... And so I used to listen to that all the time. And then there was another track called, um, you must remember it, Criss Cross, the Jump Jump. We, we yeah. So those are like the earliest ones I have, but obviously my household, like um, Caribbean, Jamaican. So obviously a lot of reggae, um, a lot of Aswad, uh, Gregory Isaac, um, Beres, obviously. But then you have um, John Hole. what's the always not forget guy's name? Jimmy Cliff, the classics. You know the harder they come, yeah, man. So and then obviously like obviously Bob Marley, and then you have the, the the little pirate radios with just bare sound effects in it. So I think music was just always on all all the time. Cooking, obviously, no one really watched TV so much. It was just always music. People come round, music. So those are the the main ones. And then obviously you just have you have like. British ones as well. I remember like going to school, like I, like where I went to school in, in South London. Um like yeah it was quite diverse over in school. So like I remember Oasis, the What's the Story Morning Glory album, and but that was quite big. So like ones like that obviously later on you had like Blur, um few other few other ones, and then obviously you have your standard R and B. So I think for me, like Shola Ama, Sade, Shadi, i should say um who's got a name wrong and uh soul to soul as well like
0: the classics
1: i think you so, know i think i
0: think sorry to interrupt you i think that's like shows that like even growing up though you, you was able to have that balance of obviously being in the household where it's predominantly like the dance or reggae lovers rock that kind of yeah. um element of the music but then Obviously, when you're going to school, you've got that other side of things where it's like, um, you know, the blurs or the oasis or that kind of the the top of the pot kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that kind of probably helped you as well to understand the difference, in the different genres of music and the sounds as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it's it's like, you know, we have a conversation about, especially for us, like what, being kind of first generation children of the first generation if that makes sense. So like the children of the first people that were born here, like in terms of being black. So you have that black British culture. Like that's what I feel it was. So you have your your roots and then you have what you've been growing up and being immersed around um as well. Like even every so often, you know, you hear like Mark Morrison like Return of the Mac and, and them things and so for me, that's what music what it was a chance to be free, be silly, dance, sing, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then obviously shout out to a few other a few other like obviously bands that were doing their bits, I'm not gonna go too much, but like even mm-hmm. even little things like the Spice Girls, you know, like it was it was quite cool just to be around that time and listen to that. And I remember also, what's that song, Two Become One? Mad song, you know. And you break has- down the <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> yeah because you know mad as well don't forget six year old seven year old
0: singing this song yeah. they don't even know what they're talking about but they're just singing to become one mad there was a lot yeah. of like that but when you listen back to a lot of songs especially early 90s um, there was definitely a lot of that kind of um, hidden message like innuendos kind of hidden messages in the songs and it's just mad to think that as we were growing up we were just singing them and didn't really understand the context behind it even um going back yeah
1: back,
0: you know um there's so many songs man that you could just think of you know do you know
1: do you know like because obviously like as i got older it started to change like we have um growing up and you start to see like the garage scene, obviously, obviously Grime, which is which is huge now. And we can talk about that, you know, for, for ages and it'll probably come up later. But even like um one of the, the biggest my biggest memory, well I've got two, two, two big songs for me that were iconic of growing up when I was a kid. No scrubs, yeah. TLC, just yeah. And um Hypnotize by um, by Biggie. Yes. I'm sure that's the name of the song anyway. But those are two where it just stand out like that was they were so they were so iconic. But no scrubs when you listen back to the lyrics even now. Yeah. It's it's insane. Like, you know, is, is, is someone that like, you know things about maybe seven or eight or whatever when it came out. It's just you listen to it now, it's, yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah,
0: and I suppose as well, like that was that was just the thing then as well. Like that kind of R and B era, a lot of the especially R and B as well, a lot of the songs, when you think back to them you felt raw, like this got played on radio, like national radio, daytime radio, mm. raw. But um, I think it was definitely like, we can both relate to that. We can both, in terms of like growing up around that time where like you mentioned, like to say like, even the Spice Girls, the, the TLC, early Usher, like, Usher back in the day, even like oh, Michael Jackson, yeah. all these people that we got to like live through, um, because music's changed now. You don't get that level of, like, artists. you know what I mean? Where, like, there's artists that can do it for so long and, like, people still talk about Michael Jackson now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen that often. So we, we were probably blessed to be around that, at that time.
1: I, th- I think so. I think our entry point is almost that we had the benefit of what came before us, yeah. the, 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 the depth of quality we were around but even like going forward we obviously there's there's a lot of good stuff that came but i feel like that i'm gonna say i'm biased in it because obviously we grew up at that time but yeah i feel like we 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 hit it just right you know so yeah there's definitely a lot so um yeah like music music was was always around and obviously a bit later on i became a bit more sort of socially conscious um in terms of what i was listening to um as well so like I mean I'm a massive fan of 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 Tupac which is a bit stereotypical but I think for me that's I think that's when I started to think about how like he's obviously given his his kind of story whether whatever he's sort of talking about whether you agree or disagree and I I quite like that storytelling element and I think that's when I started to maybe become a bit more like interested but there's that and and obviously I think that's why I kind of fell in love with Grime quite quickly um, because I, I just loved, I, lo- I love the narrative, the storytelling. It doesn't even need to make sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just love, I love a story. So, yeah. so yeah. A
0: lot of energy from Grime, but going back a little bit though, like when you said about um, Tupac and the writing element of it, the storytelling, mm. You think that's what probably got you involved in writing as well. Or one of the reasons why you picked up that kind of, um trait to be a writer and, and to get into the poetry and things like that do you reckon that was the birth of that as well
1: I think that was a, that was a massive influence so like I um like I did music GCSE and a music tech at a level um obviously didn't do as good because I'm not in music at the moment but like I think for me that storytelling element like when you're growing up and I remember like sitting with like the olders like like our elders but then parents as well and the storytelling and obviously stories about Duffy and all of that stuff. And it, I love that exaggeration in it, like that narrative. And I think as you get older and you start telling more stories, you start telling like personal stories. So I think once I came across Tupac for me was a bit he was a bit more socially conscious. You've got like Nas who I quite enjoyed as well. There's you know there's obviously loads of others, both American and, and British. Um but I felt like that storytelling was quite important. And it, it kind of connected with me in a way where it wasn't just music for singing or music for dancing. It was music for almost like education and expression. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it was like once I started to hear that, I was like, okay, this is an interesting concept of being able to express yourself through through words. Whereas for me, it was more through like composing, like sitting on like fruit Loops or Cubase, which is obviously what was the thing back in the day. So that that's how I used to expect that, that freedom to express myself and, and tell a story, but I tell lots of different kinds of stories. And it was quite fun doing it in a rhythmic way, in a poetic way. Um, so obviously when I'm writing in that sense, that's quite good. I like writing to a beat, but also obviously writing actual stories and, and short novels, longer novels, or novellas, novellas as they call it. But I think... It was just that 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 escape but to either tell a true story or tell, you know, fictional or non-fictional story. So I think that for me just kinda opened my eyes to that. And then obviously the way you connect with people as well. And what I really love about music or writing is everybody's got a different interpretation, a different view. And sometimes sometimes there's there is a clear message, like you know, like if you think about um uh, I don't like, for example, Nas and Jay Z, where obviously they, they were battling for years. You had ones like Aoife, and then oh, what was Jay Z's comeback? I can't remember, but obviously they, they had each other, they had each other like toe to toe, didn't they? they? Yeah, they yeah. So, and and it's just quite And So, obviously, there are directs where you know, or like you have like Mob Deep and Tupac when they were obviously you yeah, had hit a up, and again, I forget the Mob Deep, um, sort of return or whatever, but. Thing thing I just quite liked it in that sense. So but the interpretation, like you can listen to it, someone else listen to it and you're hearing different things. you are notice in different stuff. So I think for me that was just open up my eyes to a different way to express myself in lots of different ways as well. Where, you know, in 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 class, obviously getting in lots of trouble and stuff, getting kicked out and what have you. And not being able to be myself, whereas music, right? And it's just a chance to be me without any repercussions touch wood so far because <laughs>
0: like, um, obviously like with the songwriting and just production of something like a music even as you say like writing um no- novels or poetry it's just a form of escapism isn't it it's so, like a way just to sort That's, of patch yeah. away from like day-to-day life of things and then just yeah, just escape, and and that's what it is. Really. Mm. I think. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think, especially listening to like two part Biggie, um, Nas, um, especially like growing up, like they were the only, In fact, no, DMX as well. They were the four artists. I forgot
1: DMX. Yeah, yeah
0: four, and di- I say DMX, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But the other three, they were the three artists that you could listen to, and. Um. Like what they said just like resonated into you, like you just understood it, and it wasn't like um, who can I use at that time? Like like Wu Tang Clan were brilliant. I love them. I love Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different to what a Nas or a Biggie was giving us at the time as well. And I was different Mm -hmm. as well. I didn't even get onto Wu Tang till like late. Like Gravel Pit was the first time I heard Wu Tang. Mm -hmm. Then I had to go back and listen to all. In fact, no Cream, Cream. tell a light Cream
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah so it's so not the beginning but but well it's still an important time though you know but
0: when you go yeah. back catalog there's so much in there that you can think raw like this was sick this would have been sick to listen to first hand back in the day but um but dmx as much as he's like aggressive with what he was saying he was actually telling you a lot of stuff like it's just mm. i always say like sometimes when people talk about things because they're sort of like coming across in a way that is so unusual. The message gets lost. And I feel like that was what was happening with DMX. Yeah, that,
1: de- that, de- yeah, definitely like it's, it's, you know, what I love to do. I love to just go back and read, just read the actual lyrics of a song. I just use- nothing. I used to, yeah, you used to get a booklet and had all the lyrics. And yes. but just 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 read for even like now just read through it and think what was going on like you know they're talking about diversifying the curriculum go and go and have a look at that and break that down you can put that in your anthologies you know like mix because there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff in there like we we only have enough time to go into it but you just get so much from all of that and then think about why they were saying it, how they were saying that i was just incredible
0: yeah Yeah. no that's why i think that's another reason why a lot of people get into um sort of songwriting or poetry or just writing in general because like when i used to break down the lyrics and the bars and everything sometimes Mm. and obviously being a kid or being a a teenager you don't really understand everything that's being said so until you obviously when someone tells you something you probably understand it more by reading it yourself. So mm. that was how, I, especially for me personally, that's how I got into like writing, like lyrics. We have to try and obviously replicate what I'd, I'd been reading anyway. So, but uh, yeah, but yeah, no, like in terms of like music, like obviously we've done we've done like some of the influences from music, but um, mm. obviously big in the poetry thing as well and the writing. Yeah. So, who's who, or if there is anyone, I don't know, but who do you kind of look yeah. to for inspiration when it comes to poetry
1: and writing? It's, it's an interesting question, yeah. I think with poetry, poetry is a tough one because I've read, I've read, I haven't probably read as much poetry as many top poets, if you get what I mean. Like, I've read bits and pieces. I think a lot of that, that poetry stuff probably comes from more the musical influences I don't I don't I wouldn't necessarily agree that all you know songwriters rappers artists whatever are poets I don't think that's the case because I think there's a lot I think if you to be a true poet whether you're a rapper or whatever there's a lot more to it than just grabbing a few words and rhyming them together or put them I, I don't think that's the case you know there's a lot of structure form you know tonation and stuff around it in terms of in terms of more general writing like creative writing um well i'm struggling to think like you know like you you just read like i I can't i didn't really read while i was a kid but i like being read too so there's just lots of random stories that obviously the 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 kid stories and stuff the, the grim uh Brothers Grimm and then I remember my mum always used to buy the black version so like you'd have Beauty and the Beast and then the Beast Some um, I, I don't remember what the name of the book was called but it was like the black version of it or like Cinderella but the black version then obviously you've got like Mallory Blackman who obviously everybody sort of loves um uh Poetry rise obviously Maya Angelou was one again Memory's a bit hazy but I remember just reading some certain things of hers more as an adult to be fair um I know there is some hidden in there, but I can't even remember. I think, I think to be fair, the first the first book I read where I really thought this story's a bit nuts, but also I'm interested in the writing process. It's quite a dark book and it's called um it's called A Boy Called It. I don't know if you if you read it or come across it. Okay. It's a basically this is a book how this kids he's growing up with his mom and I think his dad's in the picture but then his dad's not really around and the mom just basically just starts writing him off and abusing him like it's over three books and I think it wasn't the content I think the content would just shocked me Hmm. but it was the way it was written and the way I just did not see that coming so as I kind of read this, I was like, this storytelling is a really sad story, but I'm quite interested in this process. And obviously, I kind of read more and more as I kind of got older. I, re- I read a lot of comics. So that's probably where I spent most of my time. So obviously obviously, like, I love Batman comics. I just finished Walking Dead um, the other day. Um, that was really, If you're into comics and you haven't read that, it's a good comic. But um, yeah, I think it was more, again, it's more the storytelling. So yeah, so that's a, not the great greatest answer, but yeah, it's more like there's books that I've read, but I just love the storytelling kind of process, and um, yeah, that's that's it really. Like, and, and obviously, just hearing stories that like on the street, like when you're rolling with different people, like I rolled with obviously some people that are maybe a bit more sort of on the streets. Mm. I rolled with people that are earning sort of you know six figures each week, like just rolling with different people and hearing their different stories, their their successes, their failures. I think that's how I've read in in a way or heard stories. So that's where I got a lot of my influences from.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, in terms of like your structure, so um, mm. well, obviously when you do creative writing, mm. I'm guessing it's very similar to sort of um, like music for, for you, like writing lyrics and yeah. production and the, rapping or singing whatever it is that yeah. they've got to still have some sort of structure so in terms of like creative writing and writing poetry mm. and, um novels how, how do you set that structure out what's the structure that you use if there is one that you kind of go by
1: yeah def- definitely so like um with it's it's really similar to like how i used to do music so like with music for example i'd hear a sound or want to mess around with an instrument or I get like a little, like a like a, um, like a little chorus or something in my head, and I will just do it, and I'm like, okay, let me build something off that. And it's exactly the same with with writing. So some of the the concepts I've, I've kind of come up with, I know that we 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 talked about a few, but just literally just things that I might have seen, or just I think for the same with a lot of writers, like you might watch a film and thing. I like the concept of that, I just didn't really like the way you did it, so I want to try and take a bit of that concept and. run with it as well um i think depends what mood i'm in but yeah essentially it's just taking one literally one line one idea get down on paper and then build some characters around it so think about who's going to be part of this story not to be fair it's normally a rule rather than a theme so it's a rule like um not the one we talked about the other day so the change in the 10 and 20 pound notes from paper to plastic paper notes ain't going to be valid anymore. So the rule is you, you have to get the new notes or like, you know, if, if you've got money through illegitimate means mm-hmm. you need to find a way to clean up money quick before the deadline, then bring some characters. And obviously then I develop my characters around a, a, a rule and as that happens, I start to think, okay, they might do that. Then you just kind of throw them in. I do like a little outline. So maybe about sort of 10 chapters. Sometimes I know the end, sometimes I don't. And then I just let the characters shape the plot. Right. I try not to, I try not to kill my characters because I'm not a brethren. And I always used to say, um, basically, that character, he's going to die that way. He's going to die that way. And he's like, you can't keep killing your characters off because people are going you know, to get pissed off. <laughs> because obviously you want to relate to someone. So... You know, kind of like learning along the way. So that's kind of my my initial process. Um, and because I spend a lot of time commuting, obviously pre COVID, I just spend literally all my journeys just kind of doing that. You pick up things, you see maybe people that you think actually that might be how I want my my character to be like or look like. That would be quite interesting. And then once you do that, I might throw in like another random rule just just to mix it up a little bit. So. Um, do you, do you know what I mean? And then, and then obviously just work through it. And the same like music, like some, some ideas are really good. So go on, go on.
0: No, as I say, very similar. Cause like, obviously with music, you start off with just maybe the melody and then you mm. build, like the snare, you put the kick in, you put the clap, you put the other percussion, then you put a bit of bass. Mm. You just build it up slowly. And then obviously the second verse is slightly different. So when you talk about the rule. The you change the second verse, you might drop out the bass at the start and have like another drop in the, do you know what I mean, like the second yeah. verse. It's just obviously having the, the the foundation and the baseline of what you want it to be from start to end, but then whatever happens in between that, it's all fair game, isn't it really? You can do what it's you want. It's a free for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sick when you describe it like that though because obviously when you <laughs> think about writing, you just think, raw, there must be so much to it and which I know there is, is obviously different layers to it. That's just a very high level yeah. way of looking at it. But um, when you talk about it like that, it seems like it's just very similar to the music production world where just, do you know what I mean?
1: I've, I've, I think so. And it's like, I think it's about, for me, it's about having that flexibility. So I don't always start in that particular way. It's like with music, you, you're not always going to just start with a beat. You might start with like a, Uh, like you say a melody or just someone singing or you might just start off with like a a synth sound or or something like that so it's about coming from it at different angles and then the, the layers bit is really important as well so for me it's like always trying to have a theme and always try and give my characters personality so that they can either stick with them or grow as the story kind of goes it's like you wouldn't you know in music you wouldn't start doing a grime beat or a rock beat and then end up with like you know, an R&B or jazz kind of it, like it, it would just I don't know maybe it's a new genre that I just created but it wouldn't make sense you know people would be confused um, or sometimes you do get that like I think um, what was that there was a Getz track Um, I think Preach Well, I think the album version obviously it's kind of a kind of grimy type thing and then at the end he's got the, I think the choir
0: he's got the choir at the start and then it goes into the the actual tune but yeah it can happen of course and there's no rules like yeah, nothing defining you from not doing that or in, even in your writing yeah. like, you can't have some sort of like angle from the start and then it's you know, yeah. to read to be fair but if you've got like the angle at one point and then at the end it's totally different yeah you
1: know it be and so and so so like i think yeah, I think I think like that's how I tend to do it. But I think you have to keep characters consistent. I think that's where people get get annoyed. Like if you look at some of the the series, for example, because again, it's just storytelling. But like I think you haven't watched it, but Game of Thrones, that a lot didn't like it because the characters were inconsistent. Or I think there's anything where anybody didn't like something is because the characters became inconsistent or the rules got bent in a way that didn't make sense. Yeah. So for me, it's about holding like holding that, keeping that rule there. And yeah. the only way it changes is if there's something realistic that can change that role, and the characters then change as a result of that because they can't keep consistent. You know.
0: Yeah, hey, and I hear that, man. That's that's a sick way of putting it, though. Like, really, like in terms of like the way that the music goes, it sounds very similar. And like, if yeah. I sit there and I think, right, oh, I'd love to like write a book. Yeah. First, like, how would I do it? Let me put it like that. It sounds very easy, but obviously, like I said, I know there's different layers to it. It's not just a case of Getting an idea, building on it, putting a bit of meat on the on the bone, and then trying to build it a bit. I know there's a mm. lot, but just the way you describe it like that makes it sound very, not doable, but very, it's very
1: achievable, isn't
0: it? Yeah. yeah. It's very similar to it. So people always say, like, music production's hard, this, that, the other. But it's not really when you put your mind to it, because a lot of the time, as well, it's just mm. knowing what goes where and you know, the, the the sort of science behind it, which is very yeah. the writing as well. But um I just wanted to go mention quickly that as well. Um because obviously you wrote a book, read your first book, yeah, uh, which was very sick. <laughs> very sick. But um I just wanted to sort of go Thank into you. know. I know it's based on obviously kind of true events to an extent. Yeah. Um and it's kind of about a, a team of people who um are working within like their, their um the kind of mental health kind of profession um, support yeah. I think you kind of class them as support workers in a book um, but then yeah it kind of outlines what that kind of the, the pressures I suppose of sustaining that in a real environment is like um, so I was wanting to kind of get your take on why you went down that angle how hard was it to kind of do that and and that kind of that book
1: yeah, a hundred percent. So like, I think, I think for me, cause obviously I work, my, my obviously daytime job is in, is in that profession. So that, that's what I do. Um, and I think at the time, I think I was just very frustrated with a lot of things that, that, that I saw, obviously I'm not going to get into too many ins and outs. Um, but I think it was just the, a lot of inequalities, <laughs> you know, a lot of the decision making, um, A lot of things like, I think when you come in with fresh eyes to a place, you, you know, sometimes you think this doesn't make sense, but it's that this is how we've always done it. So I think, I think that was the kind of motivation behind writing that story, which was like, like, I think, like you said, was inspired by true events. Um, but obviously I'd change, you know, change a few bits and, and not, not too much. Where it w- wasn't realistic, but just obviously just change, change some bits. Um, and yeah, I think it was just to give people a real perspective. If you've never worked in an industry, I don't know much about it to, to let you know exactly what goes on behind closed doors. Um, to know how difficult it is to see that some stuff is inevitable, but some stuff is preventable as well. And, just to see how you know how complicated not that people are complex but how complicated it is to 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 be someone that's struggling with mental health sort of difficulties or to be working with that in that way in that kind of environment so that that was kind of my 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 um our motivation in terms of writing it. um yeah, it was hard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
0: how hard it was when I was in some of them, them sessions, and you like stressed
1: at the laptop, man. <laughs> I remember the <laughs> Yeah, 100. Like, I think to start, the, I find the beginning bit's always easy because you know roughly how things fit. You get it down. The, the, the best advice I ever got about writing is writers write. Is write. Yeah. And I think that's any kind of writing. So I just got down, I think, when did I start writing it? I was working in Camden. So I'll do 8 or 4 in Camden. Then I'll go to um, the British Library. And from about 4.30 till 8, I'll just sit in there and just write until my battery went dead. Yeah. If there was a socket, great. If there wasn't, I'll go home. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'll just sit there. I think I did that for about three months, pretty much, apart from Fridays, because they closed early. Yeah. Every, every day. Yeah. yeah, every day. Consistent. I think that's it. I think there's one thing. I think I think um, I can't remember who said it. I think it was on on uh, free shots. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been Keith that was saying it. Like the, the, the one of the keys to success is is, is consistency. Course, yeah. If you're consistent, and you and you you um, I think you always told me this, but you um it was it you learn your trade? I can't remember what it is, but you you, you play your trade or whatever. Or you put that hours in like you, you'll get results from it so that's what that's what that was um and yeah and then it was it was like there's little bits and then as you're writing stuff it's just little things like in one chapter this happened and then referring to something in a way that happened differently something to do all the edits and stuff the spelling checks i didn't have an editor so um i was doing all of that myself Then getting get people to test the, read it you was there <laughs> you was the editor on yourself i know <laughs> I'm going to pay, pay myself the the editing fee and all of that. <laughs> um, so yeah that 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 was that was the process. It took the initial writing of the, like the first draft took about three months. Yeah, yeah. The edits. I mean I've still editing it now like it, it's it's there like it's it's you can read it you know and it's the story's there but it's just like little things that you think it's, it's like any creative person isn't it? You're, it things nothing's ever complete no it's no. just
0: you can always go back to it and go oh, I might just want to do this and do that but yeah no. but the, the book honestly is very very good um, like Con- Consequences of Ignorance um, yeah it's under- on all sort of like places where you can buy books and um I know it's on Amazon and it's part of the Kindle which you probably don't know if don't know if you know this, but like you've got like Kindle do like a bit like a Netflix thing. So uh, mm. Kindle Unlimited. So you can just I think you pay like five pounds, six pounds a month, and then so that you're yeah, yeah. part of that. So that if you've got that, you can read that book. You can use that. I don't know how that helps you, but <laughs> but yeah, like
1: No. Go on. Do, do you know it's it's like it's like I just like to storytell on it. Like I think if you see the book, I'm hoping it's quite mod- uh, uh, modestly sort of priced. So I think that yeah. if you want the ebook, it's two pound. I think the thing I thought it's five fifty for the hard copy. Obviously, just yeah, just re- just read the book on it if you like it. Obviously, you can slip me a little bit, get a permanent version, but it's all good in it.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'll put, um, I'll put a link anyway when this episode drops. So I'll put a link so that people. Yeah. Can- See that, but um, but yeah, no, like I think the book in itself, um, I've only read it once, you know, I only read books once normally, but I am going to reread it. There's not many books, I'm yeah. a bit like with films as well. Like, I can't re watch a film I've watched already, apart from Scarface, but another, <laughs> anyway, yeah, the books, um, I tend to read them and then I like, and so I read them on Kindle now as well. I don't have any like hard copies anywhere, so the Kindle, yeah, you just have it and then it stays on there. And then obviously, when you run out of space, it will happen eventually one day. I'll have to take them books off. But that book there, I'm gonna reread that book and um the book I told you about the the Windrush book. They're, they're two books that I'm gonna. Yeah. But um, but yeah, definitely that's a that that book there is definitely worth the read, and I can vouch for that. But um, you're in the process of writing second book, book number two. Where are we with that? What, What's it called? What's it about? Give yeah. Us-
1: See, I'm like I'm any writer. I've got a lot of books going on at the same time. Again, like any creative person, and there's like this bare but no the um the the one the one I'm working on at the moment. It's a working title, but I think I'm just going to call it the Television Bandit because that's that's what it is at the moment. So yeah, Object. so um subject to change. Say that again.
0: Subject to change
1: subject to change but yes yeah, I think I think I'm going to leave it as it as it is so television bandit keeping out for that um to, sh- I'm hopeful every time I talk to you I say it's, it's, it's going to be out next month and that's been since about April but it's going to be out next month I'm, I'm aiming for the end of, of September so the the book itself um it it, der- it it derived from a conversation I had with someone about how much we are so consumed by television and, and, and obviously screens and stuff, and we don't really read as much anymore. Um, and so it kind of started off as this, this, um, this person that was, you know, going to go around and um, so basically break into people's homes, steal their TVs and leave them like a book that was kind of relevant to their situation. Um, and it's still, it's still the same, you know, it's still, still the same thing. So there's, there's an element to it. The, I guess the way it's written, is it it's, um, via journal entries. So you've got two characters, um, you're, and you're learning about what's going on in society and about the other character through the opposite character. So you're just reading the entries and they're just telling they're just telling their story as you're going along, and you're just picking things up as well. So that's the, the kind of main idea um, okay. around it.
0: Will that be at end of, end of the month?
1: And yeah, <laughs> in it was well, September. Well, um, <laughs> no, I think I think that the main thing for me was um, there, you know there is a linkage to because one of the delays was I wanted to link it in with what's going on now with COVID and how society is changing with the current. Um, kind of government and political system in place so you'll find there's bits of that in there as well and and you can obviously make your own minds about how you feel things are going to go but one of the one of the features that I've been working on that I really wanted to to add was um you get to choose your own ending so by the by the end of the, the book you've got the journal entries and then you get to decide how one of the characters um kind of reacts to what's going on and that will give you the ending of the story, um, which yeah, obviously you have to just read it and find out. So so yeah, and that will all be will all be in the same book. So you have all the endings, but you can choose. I think it's one of three endings based on how you feel the character should respond.
0: That'd be very sick as well because it's almost like um, when Blu-rays first came out, um, you had that the alternative version of the ending of. Blu-ray. On some, i don't know if it's on all films but i know like i am legends got it uh, films and uh yeah that'd be sick because i I think vaguely you remember as a kid i think i might be wrong but i think there was that kind of thing where you could like if you want this to happen turn to this page Mm -hmm. i think that's a very but that doesn't really happen anymore when you think about books now it's just chapter one chapter 64 the end so there's no like um you know, your your choices are made for you already. Whereas if you're bringing that back, that, that mm. interaction with the reader again, it's important.
1: Yeah, def- definitely. Like, I think if you, again, if you're a creative person, particularly like, games or, like you say, like alternate endings with films, yeah, definitely. And I think that's where I just wanted to make it a bit different. Again, it's a bit of fun you have to take it seriously if you don't want to, but yeah, just having that that kind of option really to kind of choose your own ending and just kind of follow the characters and, and whatnot. So yeah, I'm aiming for end of September, so keep an eye out for that. Um, it will be on, it will be on Amazon, um, but it will be on uh, a website called Words, so you'll be able to pick it up for free or if you um, sort of go into, um, if you just sort of message me, I'm happy to send the the, the, the PDFs um, for free as well. Just very quickly, I'm working on another another book as well called um, this, "The Bear and the Strawberry Tree," which is a, which is a children's book. So um, this one's about a bear who um, wants to uh, basically grow a strawberry tree, but everybody's telling him that obviously strawberries don't grow on trees. But he's, he's adamant; he's stubborn, you know. So. Um, so, yeah, so that, that one as well, this this kind of same deal. I just want to kind of, get, you know, get some stories out there, see, see how people find them and, yeah, just just, just storytelling. I think that, that's one thing that I really enjoy, particularly, you know, away from work. So, so yeah.
0: We mentioned already, obviously, you've dabbled in, like, music and stuff like that. Are you looking to get back into that as well, like the, the music world? Because <laughs> obviously, like, the two go hand in hand like we said before so i think it'd be sick to get you back on that side of things like the production side as well
1: yeah i think it's something like it's it's in in our blood it's in you know um and and it's something i'd like to do um is you know sort of one one or two people hopefully we might kind of do a collaboration together which would be quite nice so um Yeah, I think, I think it's something, you know, I'd love, I'd love to try and get back into, I'm going to have to dust off the old keyboard and, you know, and everything, but yeah, no, no, it'd be, it'd be quite cool to do that. And I think, I think for me, it's, it's, I think I love the production. So I love arranging, you know, everybody in in music has different areas that they enjoy. I'm not really a performer, but I love, I love, give me an arrangement to do in a composition (laughs) And I pass it on to the, the person to master it and it's cool, but I love arranging I love this yeah, it's amazing.
0: See, some people hate that bit, they hate the <laughs> and they hate the mastering and all that. And some people like you said, some people love it, but some people hate mm. having to find like um a good melody and then you you know that side of it. So everyone's got their their little um window within that sort of studio haven't they like they've got a little corner over there to do that corner over there to do that so yeah it'd be sick to get you back on that as well i think obviously it sounds like you're you're in the book world at the moment trying to get the- That's not- and.
1: So. Yeah, At the moment, obviously, like, you know, so I do my, I do my sort of little spoken word sort of nights open my nights as well. So obviously once, once the restrictions are down, I'm looking to get back on that as well. Just working on my flow and stuff. Because I think that's another big thing as well, you know, like, going back to the music. The one thing that really I really love is, is everybody's different flow. Like for me, when I was younger, I think probably ludicrous. you probably had my favorite flow. Like I, Like that word of mouth album, I loved it. Like just, just, I, I just because I can't, I can't like speak or rap quick. Mm. So when someone else can do it, it's almost like it's like it's like when you watch uh, an athlete or or football or something, they do something that you can't do, but you just you just love it so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just, I, do you
1: know? Do you know what I mean? So all
0: kind of stuff, isn't it?
1: Mm, no, I hear what you're um, saying.
0: Yeah, even Twister. I think Twister's one of them. Yeah. You think about our Twister, Ludicrous, Buster Rhymes. Those kind mm. of artists that they pff, like blow anyone out of the water. Uh, maybe not Buster, but we'll give it him. But um, mm. yeah, like, on their day, they're they're top tier like rappers in America. And again, goes back to what I was saying about Michael Jackson. Like people still talk about ludicrous now. He hasn't dropped a really good album since probably probably that's probably his best body of work actually. Word of mouth. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: I think what's the one afterwards? Is it? Is it Red Light? or something
0: like that. Was the that one, was... I think um yeah. in terms of like flow songs videos i remember some of the videos being amazing as well um yeah he's up there with them as well so yeah but um yeah no i think that's i think that's sick man i think you got a lot going on right, right now what was what in terms of the future what else can we expect to see? Is it just going to be more books and music, or is there anything else on the horizon that we might see?
1: Yeah, I think I think definitely for for now, like the book the book thing, I think is going to be. I've got necessarily got a few things up my sleeve I just need <laughs> to get it out there. Um, but yeah, I think the, the the kind of you know the performing I'd like to do a little bit more, um, and I think just kind of. Yeah, just just you know, just just trying to get out there really and, and, and trying and trying to push that. Obviously the music as an as an option. Um I think you know, already, but I do like, you know, in my other life, my my psychology life, um, you know, trying to trying to open sort of doors as well for, for people with, with kind of you know, do mentoring and things like that. So but yeah, definitely the books I wanna I wanna really focus on. I've got the children's ones out of the way now, so I wanted to do that um for, for personal reasons, but um yeah that you know get getting small books out there some stories some sort of multiple endings who knows you know somebody wants to make it into a film you know holler at me in that
0: credit for that though because i remember i've been saying that about um consequences of ignorance for a while now i think whenever people read it you can can almost read it as if it's like a three part two part mm. big drama kind of thing. i've said that to you before anyway but it's mm. like, like where you could feel like you're watching on TV, nine o'clock, part two's on the Tuesday, kind of feel to it, do you know what I mean? And I think that would, that'd be really sick. And I think, obviously with anything, anything's possible. Like, that gets, Mm. that person's having and you never know. But I think even the new book sounds very sick as well. Like, that could be the Mm. same. But, um, yeah, man, if if that happens, let me know. I want to be on the set. I want an extra. I want to be an extra. (laughs) I, mean, I wanna be part of that thing, but, um but yeah nah, man sick man it sounds like you've got a lot going on, and obviously a lot mm. of uh, due to what's going on, things have been pushed back a little bit but twenty twenty one hopefully things get back to normal a little bit, whatever normal is with the covid thing and whatnot, but yeah, man, mm. um, so socials, man, you have to give us the socials so we can add them as well to the um
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely so i 've got um so the, i don 't even know which ones i 'm using anymore but <laughs> now um, obviously on instagram it 's at Owen Alden so obviously I think you 'll see it on the probably on the um, description of the episode um, but then just to confuse things of um, Owen Alden on Twitter or um, if you want to follow more my psychology kind of work then it 's at Kieran Karti. Um, I will spell. It, I'll just dash dash in the in the description. But um, yeah, like I think I'm open. I'm open for both. I'm not gonna go into why I've got two different ones, but the for the writing and creativity. Owen Alden, so Instagram and Twitter. Um, and and obviously, yeah, if you want to share ideas, you want a free book. Um, you know, for one of the new ones that's coming out. Yeah, just message me in that. <laughs>
0: i yeah, appreciate you i appreciate you coming on as well but um not sure we can talk football though i was going to talk a bit of football but i thought better not am um, oh, good uh, but you know what you've done well you've done well in the, um you've you done well credits we did we did we did okay but i said inter us, it- inter are gonna win that you know i'm telling you no way he called it yeah when's it, when's it on sunday um, the Europas tonight I think you know and then I think so yeah in the Champions League's on Sunday obviously when this goes out we will know who's won but It'll yeah. Be long done. yeah,
1: yeah but who are you going for?
0: what in uh, Europa? both uh, Europa into Bayern Munich for the Champions League man I can't see I said that as well I definitely called that one no one's beating Bayern Munich this season no one neither PSG can beat them
1: You don't think Mbappe can do a little thing at the back, no. you buy him in you know,
0: they'll keep him quiet the way they kept Messi and their man quiet. They'll keep him quiet. And you think about their Barca game, I didn't see all of it actually, but mm. the bits that I did see, I didn't see half of them man playing like they normally do at the time that the way and the way that Bayern, done. was it, it was Bayern, wasn't it? The eight, eight.
1: Um, yeah, they slapped them, yeah, eight, two. Two, yeah. Yeah.
0: I haven't, I haven't seen a team do that to Barca ever. I don't think. I can't remember last time buying up and Barca got mashed up like that ever. So, yeah, I'm going to go for Bayern Munich and then Inter for the Euro. What about you? You saying.
1: No, I think I said Shakhtar before, but. Um, no, with. wait, sorry, Sevilla. They're not even in it. Sorry, they beat. Me. <laughs> yeah,
0: they, got, um, they got dealt yeah, with. Yeah, I
1: was thinking. No, I was thinking, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, Sevilla were dreadful against United. And United with dreadful attacking Sevilla. So Lukaku will clean up. I reckon I'd be, I'd be surprised if it wasn't 2 or 3-0 because um, Sevilla can't defend either. They're, Champions League...
0: They're tough, man. They love that, that competition. But oh, Go on, sorry.
1: No, that, I did think that, but it's the only... Ah, I don't know. They, just, they were just dreadful. I don't know how, I don't know how they won that game. Well, I do know how they won that game 2-1, but I can't see... Like, intern Conte... I think some of them think that it's just too much. Um the Bayern game, I want Bayern to win because they're the lesser evil, but at the same time, ah, there's there something about just that stage of Mbappe and Neymar, they don't disappoint. So that's why I'm 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 curious because Bayern has flaws in it. So if you can if you can get past their press, which Leon did a couple of times, yeah, yeah. you just need the quality up front to um to kind of punish them, when they got they've got that, and they play a higher line.
0: Yeah, they do, they do, they do, man.
1: So I want to sit on the fence and say I want you know I'm going to go for PSG just to mix it up. It just mad as
0: uh, time this comes out, we'll both one of us is going to be right, one of us is going to be wrong. But <laughs> it's anyway. two sick finals, um, but yeah, man. I nah, appreciate you coming on, man. It's been
1: no thanks for having me.
0: Good conversation, man.
1: Definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. no thanks. Thanks for having me, cars
0: catch-up soon, yeah?
1: Yeah, definitely, in a bit, yeah? yeah.